Good evening, everyone, and welcome to NMP Talk Show. We're happy to have you over this evening for our beautiful show. Um, we have a, a fully packed show today, and uh, we want to welcome everyone that's connected on Telegram. We have audience tele, uh, connected on Riverside and also TikTok. And then later on, our show, as it's been recorded, will be uh, uploaded on YouTube. And our channel on YouTube is uh, uh, Get Informed too. So this is where you'll be able to catch the, the recording of this show. And this evening, uh, like usual, I'm not by myself. I'm with my co-host, Figile. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me now. Look, I'm used to the tables turning around today. They tend. Hey? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And thank you uh, very much, Noah, for hosting us as well today. Um, today, we're talking about... Uh, no, let me not say it. Tell us, what are we talking about? <laughs> as you may have seen, um, we've ad advertised with a with a catchy note that you are not alone. You know, a lot of times when you're going through um, life and, and things are heavy on you, uh, you, you get the sense that you, you might be alone. No one is there for you. No one can help you. But um, with this show, we want to reassure you that you are not alone. And for that reason, we have a special guest that is joining us. Uh, she's a so social worker, Ausremi. Uh, Asheim is going to help us go navigate through these um, challenges of life that we have. I mean, we're going through depression, uh, some are suicidal, um, some are grieving uh, because of the loss of their loved ones. And uh, we also have gender violence, which is, that one is uh, really painful. So um, Asheim is going to uh, lead us on this, you know, explain how we can identify all these sources and what we can do. She will refer us to where we need to, to go. Asremi, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself. Okay, uh, uh, let me unmute you. Um, okay, now you can talk. <laughs> Sorry. Good evening, Neo and Fikile, and good evening to the listeners out there at home. My name is Femi Malau. I'm a social worker, focusing mainly on issues of mental health. That obviously, as, as, as Neo has indicated, covers depression, trauma, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, suicidal issues, pre and post, issues of gender-based violence, and family and, and relationships in general. So today I'll be talking mostly about those issues. And thank you for inviting me. Welcome. Thank I'll you for honoring you. our invitation. <laughs> Anything you want to add before we, we jump in, into the topic? Who, me or Ausremi? <laughs> You feel it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, um, I know that I tend to say a lot. Today, I will allow Ausremi to take us through because these are issues that affect, if not all of us, but most of us. And these are serious issues. Um, we find it difficult to, to, to deal with them or we don't know how to deal with them. So let us uh, welcome yeah. Ausremi to share with us and give us the guidance that we need. For sure. 
you know um we already have a question from from my listeners mm. let's 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 hear what they say uh hilda welcome to the show um did you want to share something there It's actually not a question, but I would like our guest today to maybe touch on bullying at work. On? Because that also can turn into depression. Bullying, bullying. at work. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and because we, we, we've had a lot of people, you know, um, asking about the, the bullying. We had a show previously about bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, we touched a little bit about workplace bullying. We dealt a lot on, on, on children and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with a professional in our midst, we'll be able to um, delve into it if, if, if there is time for that. Yeah. But since she's um, already, you know, uh, put it out there, may, maybe mm-hmm. we can start with that. What do you think, Sis Remy? I think the issue of bullying at, at, at work or bullying generally is, is one of the most uh, distressing issues in our society. Mm-hmm. But in particular, the one here, bullying at work, that may lead to depression. Mm-hmm. The issue is that bullying at work a lot of times happen because of power uh, dynamics. Uh, you get bullied by your superior. You get bullied by your managers, your bosses, because they've got power over you in the sense that, you know, they have employed you, they pay your salary. So even if what you are requesting them to do on your behalf, either one way or the other, you find that instead of them helping you navigate the issue that you're dealing with, they will bully you, knowing very well that they've got power over you. So that can lead to a lot of depression to employees at work and and obviously, you can't talk to your superiors about that because they are now the perpetrators in the situation. Mm-hmm. So it, it is definitely leading to depression, to stress. But as we are always saying, and, and as, as at the beginning of the show, it is said that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You can't deal with this alone. You need to get help. You need to get professional help so that uh, professional people like social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists can help you out there. So let's 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 discuss and then see how we can help each other in this process because I believe the show is all about that how we can actually help you not to be alone because you cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I know um I, I'm not trying to get into your your files your patient files, but uh, do you get a lot of uh, patients coming uh, reporting uh, this pandemic bullying at work? Um, I know I've, I've experienced it, but I've never spoken to anyone about it. Not necessarily bullying per se, but other dynamics at work. As I've mentioned, you know, the power relations uh, where you are expected to do certain things as an employee. If you don't do them, then you're going to be bullied. You're going to be pulled from one direction to the other. And then over time, you feel like you cannot fight anymore because you're fighting probably powerful people at work. So you end up really getting into that space of depression, which if unattended to over a period of time, it can lead to some dangerous situations that we'll talk about at a later stage. But bullying is definitely an abuse and it needs to be dealt with. 
And it is nice Indeed. that, uh, Mehemi, you touched on that one because um, you you know when you are being bullied at work, other than the 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 ten that it takes, maybe you find that people fought with um, one another, whether at work, in the office, or out of the f office, and they end up killing each other just because of something that happened at work. It's something that is um, never spoken about as to what was the cause. Mm -hmm. We're looking at the results, and we forget to look at the cause, to say, what was the relationship between these two when they were still at work? And you find that a person who has been bullied at, um, at work is a, a is an animal when they get home because they take the power that was taken away from them when they were at work and they want to show people that that are at home that I still have that power. But the, or the cause of mm -hmm. all this is that it came from work, the workplace and being bullied. Please share with us if I am Figile and I'm being bullied at work or at home, um, how to deal with such? It's, it's quite difficult for many people because if you are being bullied by somebody, the first thing is that that person tells himself or herself that he's stronger than you mm -hmm. mentally and physically because bullying can also lead to physical attack. But it starts emotionally where somebody tells itself, you know, I'm better than you, I'm stronger than you, I can actually overpower you. Therefore, that kind of thought leads to an action called bullying. Mm -hmm. So the bullying becomes the end result, the outcome of actually what a person is thinking, his thoughts about you, that you're probably even inferior, that you have got no power that he has. So how you deal with it is that, you, you, it, it, although it's very difficult, but you need to build a sense of self-strength in you, uh, which is difficult for many people. Because if you don't have inner a strength in you, you're going to be very weak. You're going to be very vulnerable. Uh, that's why people may, may take advantage of you and bully you at work. But a lot of times when people know that you're able to stand for yourself, you know your rights, you know who you are, and especially at a workplace, you understand your rights as an employee. What, what are the things that can be done to you? What are the things that can be done to you? You are able to stand for yourself. You find that bullies, even bullies at, at school, at, at, at primary or, or high school, it becomes the same principle where the other person thinks he's more dominant, he's more stronger than you. But when they realize that you stand for yourself, you fight this battle of being bullied and you will not tolerate anybody uh, bullying you. They begin to sort of respect you. They begin to say, let's move away from this person because he's willing to stand for himself or herself. Unfortunately, it's not many people who are able to do that. And so you, the, the person who goes through that need tools, tools that can enable him or her to confront the bully, the person who's bullying the other. And that becomes a process that we, we are able to empower you as, as counselors in terms of how do you approach the bullying person and how can you actually confront without you yourself uh, resorting to physical abuse or physical intimidation to that person. But it needs a, a, a process. It needs a process where we can empower you with tools to be able to fight for yourself. Yeah. So uh, I always uh, have a feeling that uh, somebody who's a bully, you know, wherever the space they, they're at, um, whether at schools, at work, workplace, um, 
anywhere where they're coming from they they don't have power and um that's what they want to assert power when they're with other people but but back home they are the ones who who are being bullied uh, or they don't have anything to say you know they they don't have power over uh the people that they live with um, is the, is that a correct perception that i have about about these bullies yeah absolutely on point and now it 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 it's a lot of people's actions start from home because that's where we are taught principles that way we are taught values that's where we are grounded as people so what what we experience at home we tend to take it out there into society into the mm. workplace even into our relationships so you're absolutely correct a bully normally at home she or he doesn't have power but a bully could could be portraying uh, his tendencies because of his childhood you may find that it's somebody who grew up under very difficult circumstances uh, probably not even having parents raised by extended families and she or he lost something during that childhood so he, he may have lost some love he may have lost some nurturing so people of that nature they grow up feeling very angry they grow up feeling that there's something missing in their lives and so when they go out to society one day they take it out to other people at work in social circles in families and then they can be bullies or they can even treat other people very badly especially in relationships a relationship between a, a a man and a woman or a wife and a husband where you find that a man treats his wife badly but when you trace his background and his childhood you find that there was something missing in his life he didn't grow up very well like all the other you know nurtured families or, or or people so he ends up taking out all those things that he missed in his life over to his wife or to his partner or to his girlfriend etc and because he himself inside he is battling he is battling with what he didn't have and then there's a hole there's an emptiness in him so because of that he wants to fill that emptiness by doing those bad things to somebody else and so in actual fact the people who are bullies the people who are treating others bad they themselves needs help more than the people who are actually their victims even though both of them they need help but the perpetrator of the bullying of the abuse even men who abuse women as we also talk about gender based violence those are the people that themselves needs help and that's exactly how you identify them. Yeah, you 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 know, yeah. Alshami, you mentioned um something here, but for the viewers as well, um we we always have this uh conception that uh, people who bullies more are males. Let us just make it clear that it's not only males who do it. I, as a female, if I had that bad background, I can be a bully. I can be mistreating to others just because I want to fill that void that is in my heart as well, like you have mentioned um, about the male bullies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we still have a, a follow-up question, I think, Hilda. Uh, do you want to... Go ahead, or is your answer? 
or your question answered? No, I, I wanted to find out, can you share something now or after? Share. Can we share our experiences now or are we okay. going to wait until the speaker is finished, then we share? No, I think I think we can. You can go ahead and share an experience. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know this topic is very very close to my heart because I experienced bullying in work to the point mm. where I actually had a hit list. Every time when I was thinking, I would think of how I'm going to kill these people. Sure. And sure. this thing ended up killing me inside. And I was admitted, mm. admitted for a month in hospital. Mm. And the speaker mentioned something about if, if somebody is bullied at work, when they come home, they want to show their power, that they still have power. However, with me, when I came back home, every time I was so, so distraught. And I ended up having anxieties. You know, the anxiety where you are even afraid of taking your emails. You're not sure what you're going to get there. And every speech, I'm, I'm on uh, depression medication. However, I, I have healed a little bit. Because now I know how to handle all this. Now I have the power to confront the bullies. And I don't wait for next week or, or tomorrow. I confront the situation there and there. Because honestly speaking, I was a very dark space where I felt like, you know, to the point where I knew the number plates. I knew if, if I want to shoot this one. And one day I was like, if I can get a gun, if this guy calls me to his office, I'm going to shoot him and I will not run away. That's how bad bullying is at work. However, I have learned from that and now we can handle it better. Thank you. Thanks for your experience, uh, Hilda. And uh, yeah, what you've gone through is really terrible and we really feel for you. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing that I, I want to highlight from what you just said that you are able to handle it now, um, which is something that, that's very important. If, if you are not there, where you can have the sense of handling a matter, then then uh, this is th that's scary. But what is allaying our feelings now um, is that you are able to handle it. And thank you for, for yeah, sharing. Thank you for sharing. Me, I didn't uh, get her name. But um, I, I just wanted, there's something I, I, I would like to ask if she's open to answer, she can do so. But if she feels like I'm too personal, she's welcome to hold back on that one. To say, uh, did you get any professional help um, for you to be able to deal with the situation, to be able to 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 deal with the the bullies, or to stand up for yourself. Yes, I did. I did get uh, professional help. I, I, I've been seeing a psychologist as well as a psychiatrist, and I must say they assisted me very very well. Wow, great! And you know, when you're depressed, man, you end up feeling so useless. Mm -hmm. Mm. And mm. what I've often noticed is that the bully will want to make you useless. Mm. Mm. And once they achieve that, they are done with you. Mm. Mm. So the professional help that I received, they actually showed me that I do better. And I'm clever. And go back there and show them that you are clever. Wow. 
Wow. Mm. That's wonderful. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. And to confirm to us that professional hope um, actually works. Because most of the time, we don't feel like um, telling somebody what I'm going through is going to help in any way. So we, mm -hmm. now we know because uh, of your experience, you went through it. And uh, unfortunately, you are not the one who was suicidal. You just wanted to actually revenge for yourself and um or, or you, you manage to hold back on that through professional help and, and being assisted and you are here today and nobody is dead because of you wanting to revenge eh? yeah <laughs> great thank you okay. at one point i was excited, but i was like i'm not going to kill myself i'm going to do this one step up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. that's wonderful. Uh, so me, uh, any, any professional input there for us? I, I, I just want to say I'm actually very glad that uh, the, the, the caller is that Helda. Yeah. Yes, that she managed to get out of that situation and pick up to her because she realized she had a problem. I, it's scary the kind of things that she's just sharing with us that she was planning to kill somebody. Can you imagine what depression can do to you? It can either say you are going to kill somebody or actually you may even kill yourself and commit suicide. So the fact that she managed to go and, and seek professional help from somebody, she realized that she couldn't do it alone. She just could not do it alone. So she needed somebody to come into her space objectively and be able to help her how she can actually deal with this and empower herself with, with the, the, the ability to confront the bully who eventually now she's able to deal and defend herself from that bully. So I'm actually very glad that uh, she managed to get help because I was also going to ask the same question, how did you finally manage to, to, to deal with this? So she got some professional help. All right. Um, we also have another experience from Konkosi. Konkosi, uh, let me allow you to speak there. You can unmute yourself um, if you're ready to share. And we can have Sis Remy, uh giving her input. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, for me, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Can you guys hear me? We yeah, we, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Can I continue? Yes, please. All right. Okay. Hey, you feel you keep disturbing me. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, when I grew up as a very, very healthy child, and I was very, very healthy mentally, but then there um a lot of traumas that happened in life. So when I was growing up, I'm sure I mean, a lot of people don't know. Even she don't know. So just doing her favor by telling her today. So I was um sexually abused, slash slash raped. And then when I was young by a family member. And then um when I grew up and then yeah. My mom got sick, and it was so traumatizing for me to see her sick. She ended up dying, unfortunately. And then my dad, got, I mean, he went missing in 2018, and we were very, very close. So his disappearance actually um, is the one that um, brought 
everything that happened in my life. My mind, well, my mind before 2018, my mind was able to block all those traumas. Like I didn't even remember them. But then 2018, I was like, oh, wow. So this happened. Oh, yeah, I now remember. So this happened to me. Uh, then got, uh, I then developed a major depressive disorder. And then it went to borderline personality disorder with psychosis. And then I also have PTSD. So, yes, I have attempted suicide, of course. And I did not succeed. I had a lot of um, suicide thoughts. And there was a day I wanted to just disappear and I left my Looks like um, we've lost her lost right her. there. Yeah. Sure. That was a mouthful. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, while we are waiting um, for her to reconnect, like, um, they noticed that telling people I went to see me at camp around seven. So I've been sleeping with uh, my mental disorders. Hey. What did you lose? Uh, no, you can continue, Concourse. Okay. okay, so yeah, I have been admitted uh, in this because I was going crazy and I'm still going for therapy, even though I do have triggers and I do experience episodes. But um, I wouldn't say my mental disorders are stable, but um, these aren't the same, they're way better than they were in 2018, in 2019, also last year. So it, it keeps on getting better. The pain won't go away. I've, I've learned to accept it and I won't heal, but at least I can cope as long as I'm breathing today and breathing tomorrow. So that's Concosi, we, we, we really sympathize with you. Uh, what you've gone through, yeah. I don't know what to even say. I'm actually I, I stunned. Um, I, I'm not a person who usually get be like I cannot be out of words, even if the situation is tough. Yeah, so I'm yeah. actually sympathizing with, uh, with Kogosi. But one thing I like is that she still views life positively. You know, um, I, I think mm. that's. That's mm. a big thing out of everything that she mm. went through. She still views life mm. uh, positively and she is happy to be alive. You know, wh what is it that you can mm. say? Um, say there's somebody who went through the si similar situations because like she said, she never told me I didn't know that. You know, I know that she's, mm. she suffers from depression, but um, whether she's mm. got triggers and how to, to, to assist as a family member, you know, how how do I interact with her to show her that mm. I am available to give her that support other than only showing her as well to actually provide that support? What kind of support can mm. I give somebody who goes through such in life? Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that, uh, that we also need to take into account is that we need to, to observe uh, the signs that a person is going through depression experience. 
And I just want to share some of them is that, um, for example, once you start seeing somebody uh, uh, um, spending a lot of time being isolated, normally you know she's the kind of a person who interacts with people, always around people, but all of a sudden you find that person is very withdrawn, he isolates himself or herself, he eats either less or eats more, uh, he doesn't trust people, and then uh, he he will tell you, or he or she will tell you, I tend to hear voices speaking to me. And then she will have thoughts that tells her to do things that are very harmful to, to that person. Now, if you are, you are a family member and you're probably living with that person or you are even a close relative, if you observe those kind of things or if you observe that my cousin or my relative is going through depression and I can see one, two, three happening to him or her, the first thing you need to do is to talk about that problem with that person. Don't hide it. Don't run away from it. Don't say, hey, I don't want to bother that person because you will think that I'm intruding his or her space. Just go and talk politely to that person and say, I am aware. I'm, I'm, I'm observing one, two, three happening in you. And this is unlike you. I'm a bit worried. I'm very concerned about you. How can I help you? Because a lot of times they won't open up to you. You know, when people are very depressed, they want to live in their little cocoon where they can go through all those motions, which is actually not helping. But unfortunately, that's what they want to do. They want to be in their own space by themselves. That's why I say they tend to isolate. They tend to withdraw themselves from society, from family, from everyone else. So your job is to actually say, I, I observe one, two, three happening in you, and I'm a little bit concerned. I want to help you. How can I help you? Uh, sometimes they will dismiss you and say, you know, you're seeing things. There's no such. I'm okay. I'm fine. But you actually see that this person is going through something. And then if they don't want to engage you, they don't want to allow you to come into their space. It is your responsibility to make up a call. And then especially if you have picked up signs of suicidal uh, plans in that person, pick up a, fall with, a call sorry, without telling that person Call, call somebody who can help, a professional person, or even call a, a suicidal organizations that provide a, a counseling in relation to that, so that they can then intervene even when the person doesn't know. Because we can't leave some of these things to them to actually deal with them, because by the time they do or we come and deal with it, it will be too late. So it's really your responsibility to say, first, talk to the person, engage him or her, only if he dismisses you, it's your call, it's your duty to make up a call and then report or seek help wherever uh, you are able to get that information so that there can be an intervention in that person's life before it becomes too late. And sometimes it may not even lead to suicide, but it may lead to some dangerous things, you know, uh, people where they harm themselves, people where they can actually, li li like we have heard with one of our listeners, when they plan something bad to other people. So it's really your duty to do something about it. You, you know... Um... I've got a two-fold two question. Okay. Um, the first one, if, if I, I take it to, uh, by myself to, to report the matter, um, how will now the professional interact with, with the person that 
they're not willing to to go out and and, and seek help. And mm. the second question is is to Konkosi. Um, maybe this you can you can answer now before Asremi um, answer the first one. Um, did somebody um, motivate you to go seek for for help, or did you decide on your own uh, to 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 seek assistance? Um, for me, uh, I just decided to seek help because I'm a very bubbly person. I'm an extrovert. So I started seeing signs like, I was like, I think I'm depressed. Mm. So I asked my uncle, because he's a psychologist, I was like, can you please um, tell me which antidepressants can I take? And he was like, no, you have to see a psychiatrist first. So that's when I, I started my journey, seeing the psychiatrist and then the psychologist and ended up taking pills to help me cope. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we're happy that you, you took your, uh, the first step there. Very, very motivating and encouraging very, very to much. us. You know, before Auschemi answers your, your question now, I just wanted um, to, uh, to, to, to ask, to add on what she was saying. You know, um, as uh, I, I'm, I'm always looking at me as to how do I get to give assistance to the next person because it, it has to start mm. with me for it to go around, you mm. know. So I, I, I'm... Mm. As human beings, it's difficult to, 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 I, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to put it, but I know that it's difficult for me to, 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 to look at a person who um, is different now from what they were before, or I can see mm. certain things that they are doing to say, oh no, they were not actually isolating previously, but now they tend to isolate. But I can't have the courage to approach that person because maybe we don't have that relationship. And um, to, to add on that, we've got family members. You know, some family members are complaining or mentioning the beds on th this person who is depressed. We don't know how to see a depressed person because we're not actually equipped to do so. And then we, we tend to judge their actions other than finding out as to whether we can help or not. So, you know, um, what is it that you can give me as Figile an advice, not anybody out there? Um, I mean, I hope that somebody out there can learn as well from what you were at to share. You're talking to me, I was. <laughs> okay, okay. Great. I think I think as I've mentioned earlier on, um there are a couple of things you'll 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 observe in a person who is really going through depression. Uh, like I've mentioned, one of the things is that they, they withdraw these people. They they are no longer part of the family. Let's say in a family, they are they're always if it's a young person, for example, they're always in their bedroom. So they come home, they take their food, and then they get to their bedroom, and they stay there. And then they come out the following day, and then the routine continues. Then if you're a parent or you're a relative, you need to be very concerned that 
This is not a normal behavior. Why will this child, you know, always isolate himself or herself? Let's say, for example, he's a talkative child or a talkative adult. All of a sudden, he's very quiet. He doesn't converse. He doesn't engage. Uh, he looks very sad most of the time. Some of them, they're always sleeping. They're no longer active in life where, you know, they go out and be about, but they're always sleeping. They're withdrawn. It means or something is eating them. There's something that is going on in their mind, in their emotional being, and, and therefore they act it out by the behavior that they are portraying, which is being this, you know, very strange character. You will just see a very strange character in that person that you know. So that's how you realize, but this person, there's something that is not okay. And then I therefore have to intervene. I have to talk about it. I have to engage this person. Now, as well, the, 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 the caller earlier on asked and say, no, it's you, Fikile, who asked and say, what if now I then go and find professional help when uh, uh, my relative actually was not interested or doesn't want to talk about it will he or she listen to the professional uh, person the reality is that you know in in families it's very difficult uh, um, you know in african proverb they say uh, meaning or a doctor cannot heal uh, himself or his own family so a lot of times in families we don't trust and believe that another family member can help me because already she will be subjective when she come into that problem. It's my cousin, it's my uncle, it's my mom, nanny, or my auntie, or also they will be knowing my problems, which I don't want them to know about them. They will be going around telling it to so-and-so. So a professional person seems like a very a, a, a distant person. He probably doesn't even know all of you. She just come with one objective to help this person. And she comes or he comes from an outside perspective, being objective with only mind, one mind of helping the person. Whereas family members can be clouded with a lot of things, family dynamics, and then they go and talk about you and share this and that. And your issues are no longer confidential. Your issues are no longer private. They are no longer secret because now your aunt knows about them, your uncle knows about them. That's why the professional way, it's usually the best way because it's going to be between that person and the professional person, and it's confidential, it's secret, it ends there, unless that person says, I wanna share it with so-and-so. So you're going to get a lot of resistance from those people because they're in their own shell. They're going through something very difficult, mm -hmm. something very sensitive for that matter. So it's not gonna be an easy thing to penetrate into them. But if you fail, you need to find professional help for them. Wow, thank you very so we, much. So we have a, a comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. We have a comment from Bafana. Uh, you can unmute yourself, Bafana. You, you can click the same button that you raised the hand. There you go. Hi, um, hi everyone. Hi. Hi. Do you mind speaking up, up loud? Uh, yeah. You're very soft. Very soft. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Now yes. we can hear you. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Um, firstly, thank you so much uh, with all the points that you have raised. Um, the speaker, very helpful. And I was also like um I don't, I don't know can can you still raise your your voice or, or just have your device very close to your mouth yes it's, it's close to me am i still soft yeah but but okay, but we can I'm we can try. we can work with that yeah okay i was saying uh thank you so much for the points that you raised um points from the guest speakers are very helpful. Um, I just uh, I was thinking also as you are talking, uh, one of the things that I have found very helpful on my side, um, coming to men mental um, illnesses, mental health, because nowadays almost, if it's not you, it's at least someone that you know who is struggling or who's having a mental issues. So the people was asking more on to how to assist, how can one assist on that. Um, I have also found that one thing that we as family members or relatives or friends that we can do assist, take some time and get on about this mental mental illness i found that there's a lot of gap in terms of um knowledge or information like people are not uh, learned when it comes to these mental illnesses as to depression what is depression if someone has depression what is exactly that are they experiencing because for example with depression it's more than just being said a lot of people when you say you've got depression they you just said or you down but it's more than that if you have anxiety people think that you are maybe always overthinking or you're just worried but it's more than that so because of not having that knowledge they, they don't know how to assist with leg or yeah they don't know how to assist but one thing that i have found is to, to learn like read books that talk about uh, all read books that discusses anxiety so that you you can get like a, an idea as to what is this person is exactly going through you know for example i read this book by oprah um which she wrote with um psychologist which says what happened so it really helped me to understand that when somebody has depression we normally say what's wrong with them but the question should be what happened why are they like this because the person cannot just be like this something really happened so such books they help you to have a more understanding and then you are able to be better with those person because you you try to understand them why are they saying this why are they doing this so yeah, that's just what I wanted to share from myself. Well, oh, thank you so much. Um, for, okay. um, again, um, before, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry I, I think was... let's let's give me a chance to to comment on that, and we still have another one to uh, in the audience to speak. Thanks, Neo. I I just wanted to to comment on what the caller has said. Um, 
depression is it's it's an emotional stage of your 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 mental health uh, and depression happens to everyone it does not have specific people that it attacks for example you you may get depressed because you lost your loved one through death and we know death happens to every family so at some stage each person is gonna experience depression so depression is not necessarily for certain people or it's for certain class level where it's only the poor or the working class who experience depression even rich people experience depression with all the money that they have it's not even a gender issue men and women experience depression because people go through difficulties of life challenges of life like earlier on i mentioned you could be depressed because you lost your job you could be depressed because you were retrenched and you are not able to get a job over a period of time that over time it will lead to depression you may be depressed because you're going through a very difficult divorce that is not even 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 civil so it, it may be you know trauma trauma that you experience whilst you were young and then you are growing up with with that and and even if you you get better over time but some things just never leaves you you know so depression it, it does affect everyone the secret is to be able to deal with it the secret is to be able to manage it to know when you are depressed and to see the signs and then say i need to deal with it if you can deal with it yourself uh, that will be fine but a lot of times we know because once you are depressed you are weak you feel helpless you feel hopeless you feel like things will never change they're going to stay the same and then over time the the depression if it's unattended to as we know it may lead to very very serious issues so i will say once you establish the signs and the warnings earlier if it's you do something about it if you can't you are not alone you cannot do it alone find help if you are you're observing it from somebody else your relative your friend do something talk to that person or find help for that person it is very important that we deal with these issues yeah thank you so much for that um helda you had a point there do you still want to comment no this one this one's a question i want to find out like i i i'm living with depression Will there ever be a time where I heal completely? Tell me why. Sometimes I feel that healed completely because when this started, I I really isolated myself from uh, work functions, colleagues, and everything. And even now, I feel I, I enjoy my space. I feel happy alone. Mm. I, I I I've lost trust in people. I get mm. annoyed by so mm. I, I cannot walk for the whole day. Mm. One hour, two hours, leave. Leave me alone. I, I just need my face. Does it mean mm. I, I still have this depression? Yeah. Um, can I respond now? Figile? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. I think, I think, I think a, a, a CC is, is probably going through what we call persistent depression. It's a depression that is just ongoing, ongoing. It's going on and on. I don't know whether she's on any treatment, medical treatment or so, if I may ask. Yeah, I'm taking Psyche 200, and Lytomil, and other tablets. 
Okay. So basically you're on medical treatment and, and, but on the so, social well-being side of it, you are, you are managing well because you are saying now you are actually comfortable with isolating yourself from people. But if I may be honest, that is actually not a good thing. That is not normal because human beings are made to be with others. They are made to interact with others. They are made to be social beings rather than just, you know, I, I don't know, maybe animals are able to just stay on their own. But human beings are made to interact with others. So I think, I think you're going through a persistent a sense of depression. And then maybe you have comforted yourself or it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable. But deep down, th there is something that, that needs to be dealt with so that you get out of that space of, of isolating yourself. You can't isolate yourself. You can't isolate yourself forever because you are a human being. You are a social being. You need to be part of the... You don't have to be with many many people because we are also built a, a, a born differently they're extroverts they're introverts they're people who just love their space and they just want to be alone but not necessarily because they are depressed but if you are depressed and then you are isolating that it is a problem because the isolation if it continues we don't know when you are sitting alone isolating what are you thinking are you thinking good thoughts are you planning something that may be dangerous to yourself or to the next person so that isolation over time is not a good thing it's definitely not a good thing so i will say maybe work on that if you can't seek somebody to help you to get out of that shell that that cocoon that you have put yourself into and you know what's the funny part i was a very very bubbly person in things, I'm the one who's dating, I'm the one who's ululating, you know, I'll do all sorts of things, but now mm. I've lost so much trust in people. Mm. You know, when mm. I wake up in the morning, I wish it was already knock off and I'm back in my bed. Mm. 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 That's how far it has gone. So when I'm with my family, my kids, I'm okay. Not the next person outside. I feel they betray me. I feel they come to my house, check on things. I just not comfortable with anybody now externally. Mm. We do have cries. We do have all funny uh, moments, but only with my and my husband. Yeah, you are withdrawn, sis. You are withdrawn, and it's it's not healthy. But I think over time, just just deal with it. Just get some help because you need to deal with it. It definitely needs some some corrective measures because it's not healthy. Do you feel do you feel okay when you are isolated? Do you feel happy? Very happy. I'll play my music alone, dance alone. Um, Sometimes when my kids are not here, I'll video call them, tell them I'm dancing. But the next morning I'll be so withdrawn. Mm. Yesterday or last night, I was extremely happy. Okay. I think you also go through, <clears throat> sorry, mood swings. You go through the, the, the moods that goes up and down. Tomorrow you are here. Today you are here. So there is a little bit of imbalance that is going on around you. And the good thing is that you're on medication as well, because that will also help you to, to, to balance, to have that equilibrium 
because you know mental health and depression is all about your mind your social well-being and your body your body they must all balance all the time so when there's a breakdown of one of those things then you experience an imbalance that then part of it as a social being as i said you begin to withdraw from people which means that part of your life it's a little bit vulnerable however let's hope with time you will come back to society yeah. and come back to the people <laughs> thank you so much thank, thank, thank you, you Hilda, so for much thank you so much thank you are you saying something now yes Miguile. yes uh, i was saying uh Kongosi has raised their hand as well okay um, let, let's give her the platform yeah Oh yeah, I was. Um, uh, I wanted to mention on the part of family support. It's um very very important. And um, even though we don't talk um we like, every day, but I know that like even if I can say, look here, I want to talk to you right now. I know that you will be there. And when my dad um disappeared, I remember the first few days she was there and the other following months and she was like how can I help you you know she offered help okay maybe I can ask a lawyer um to help you with this um what situation so she really did help so also even now my family I live with my maternal granny and my youngest brother well they do support me they um understand my um disorder so they know that okay even if i do this i don't mean it and i'll be fine and when my granny doesn't even trust me she sleeps with the keys so that i won't go outside and just disappear mm. so it, it does have family support it's um very very important even though um, i'm taking a lot of pills I think I'm taking 15 now, but it does help. And I've also experienced um, hallucinations. That's why I'm taking um, psycho, is it psychotic, antipsychotic, yeah, whatever, pills uh, to help. So now the hallucinations, they are way better because I used to hear a child um, crying in my right ear. So it did help that a lot and i was paranoid i was thinking that everyone wants to kill me now i'm way better i remember my brother and i had a misunderstanding and i just cried and he was like dude what are you why are you crying i'm like because you want to stab me you're going to stab me and he was like no stop crying gonna make me cry and i used to think people they will just like stand outside my window and shoot at me. Remember this other time I used to sleep <laughs> like on the floor, not in the bed, so that if they like standing outside and shooting on the window, I won't get shot. But now I'm way better. They are the best. It's it's just the best. Mm. It helps a lot. Kongosi, wow. from what you are saying, I, I can tell that you love life. And and yeah. whatever, whatever you were doing, um, you you wanted to to secure, you know, to uh, um, 
to make sure that you don't lose this precious gift from God and 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 keep on doing that you know uh, keep on um loving life because if you start you. loving life you start seeing possibilities and some of the possibilities that you've just highlighted now is family support and family support is very important and that's why families need to be um you know made aware of the conditions so that we better able to deal with with our loved ones that are going through trauma that are being depressed that are, that are being suicidal it's it's the most difficult thing when their family the close family does not understand you that 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 even kills you more than people who stand outside the window trying to shoot you you know, I still have the lamp. I can't breathe um, with what she just said right now. Um, I, I, I just wanted to, to say uh, thank you, Konkosi. You know, in a way, I do believe mm. that you are much better now. The fact that you shared mm. so much with us today, we appreciate that. Mm. So that's a first step. Even thank if you. you you still had resentments or some other thoughts, you know, we appreciate that today you decided to share your life story. It's not easy, I know. I cannot share that mm. much in a short space of time. And we appreciate that. Mm. I wanted to say to Ausremi, you, you know, society is not really lenient when it comes to mental health. Uh, one of our callers mm. mentioned that um, we can we can read, uh, we can try to read. It's trying, you know, but mental health... Mm is brought you know mm, what is it absolutely. that we can do to say okay mm. if situations are like this this is the first step because we don't understand we don't understand the the psychotic episodes we don't understand the the, the depression on its own so what is it as family members we need to do especially if we are uneducated or we if we've got uneducated family members you know Kokosi is staying with the grandmother and I do believe that she she is not well learned when it comes to the topic of mental health. What is it that we can do to educate our family members, even if we don't have anybody in the family who is going through mental um, health or mental illness today? But we know one way or the other there will be situations like this. Absolutely, I, I just like the 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 experience of, of, of Concord because, you know, she shared a lot and, and, and what, what I think makes her strong and come out of this depression or manage it even, even is that she has got a very positive mind. You know, she approaches this with a very positive mind because a positive mind is going to allow you to have strength to be able to deal with this. So that is very important. The supportive uh, 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 the support that she gets from the family, it's also another important uh, weapon or a tool that I can say, you know, she has. Yes, uh, 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 I was thinking it's, it's, it's very important that as families, we need to support our people. We need to support our families. We need to know what is it that is going on. How can we actually know what depression is, what mental health is as a broad term, because a lot of things causes the overall mental health 
situation, whether it can be a negative state of your mental health or a positive state of your mental health, because mental health is also about the two. When you are having a positive state of mental health, you are able to function well, you are able to do, you know, becomes a, a functional human being, you are able to go to work, wake up, you know, go to work and be active in whatever you are doing. But when you are going through a mental health problem, or you're going through depression, or you're experiencing trauma, like I said, you're going to start seeing very strange human being that you are not used to. You're going to see the traits of this person withdrawing, this person not talking too much, always isolating himself, always, you know, if, if he does share with you, he will tell you. Sometimes maybe he's hearing things, but generally it's the isolation, the withdrawal, not wanting, like like, like the other CCO who called and say, I don't want to be around people. I'm fine being by myself. You know, you just feel like life is not good for you. Life is not okay for you. So those are, are, the, are the warning signs. If you pick them up, as I've said earlier on, try to intervene, try to pull the person, talk to her and say, how can I help you? I do realize there's something that is going on around you. You're depressed, you're going, you know, the, the term depression itself, you know, when something is, is depressing you, it's, it's like pressing you, it's pressing your emotions. Your emotions are basically getting oppressed, depressed. You're not free. You're not, you're not a fully functional human being as you ought to be because of all these things that are going around you and being caused by different problems. So as families, let's go out there. Let's identify these little things that I've mentioned. Some of them are very hidden. You might not be able to see them, even if you want to, because they can hide them, especially the ones that lead to suicide. You're going to discover later that actually, you know, I saw this, but I didn't actually pick it up very well because they, 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 they hide them. But some of them you can be able to pinpoint and observe them and make sure that you observe them while it's still early so that you can actually do something about it. And like I said, if, if the person doesn't want to engage you, seek professional help on his behalf, phone the social worker, phone the psychologist, and phone a psychiatrist. They all work more or less the same way, but slightly different. Thank you. You've said a mouthful. But before we go, I know that music is the one that I don't like now. Thank you very much for the reminder. But I wanted to find out from Alzheimer's, do you have any websites that uh, uh, our viewers and listeners can go to you know because like we've said sometimes it's difficult to come to a family member and share what you're going through or um things like that is there any any website or any contact number that you've got to share with us that can they can get assistance from okay currently i can just say i can give them a contact number where they can contact me for any assistance, and uh, the number that I'll give is uh, 081-518-6872. That's where people can contact me directly. And then uh, I'm also working in, in partnership with private clinics uh, called Unjani Clinics. They're, they're based mostly in, in, in various areas in Cajiso, Cosmo, and Deep Slut. I'll give the number for Unjani in Kahiso. That is 076-678-2847. So if you are in the area of Kahiso and you want to see us, please contact that number. And then if you are in the area of Cosmo, 
079-810-5147. And then as well, we are also working around the area of Deep Sloot at, at the clinic there. The number is 061-434-9547. You can choose that or you can still contact me directly and we should be able to help you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You're mentioning people around Gauteng. If somebody is outside Gauteng, can they contact you and you will be able to refer them? Yes, uh, I, I, I definitely will be able to refer them. But remember as well, in, in the world we live in, we are able to also do work virtually. So whether you are in the Eastern Cape, you are in Devon, if, if we can provide that service to you virtually, like we are doing now, uh, you know, uh, absolutely we'll be able to do that. But if the person wants us to refer him to a, a place closer to where he lives, definitely we'll be able to refer that person. We appreciate that. Uh, thank you wow. very much, Sis Chemi. Thank oh, you very thanks. much as well for inviting me. And I hope, you know, all the information we shared will be able to help our listeners out there. Thank you so much, Sis Chemi. Um, wow, this was very informative. And we'd like to thank uh, the two that, that also commented. Um, we, we've learned a lot from your experiences and, and just seeing you share them. It's one great step that you're taking, a positive step to show that you're on a healing journey. So if the more you share, the more you open up and the more you are able to deal with what you're going through. And, and people around you get to understand um, your makeup currently that you're going through and then they're better able to deal with you. Um, I see uh, Helda would like to say, uh, say something there. No, I want to thank all the speakers. I want to thank Kosia uh, for sharing the experience. And I also want to appreciate Lerato. We share the office together. And when she joined me in the office, I actually opened up and I told her my story. And she understands me very well. So I guess, Lerato, where you are now, you will understand me more. So at times when I get frustrated, the one who would say to me, come down, come down, come down, please come down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, this topic is very close to my heart. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing, Helena. Thank we you very really much. And, and uh, we want to confirm to you that we do love you. So you're never alone. Yes. As, as our topic, we, we, we were advertised. You, you are, are not, not alone. alone. You are not so alone. whenever you need to talk to you, um, if you need referral to uh, professionals, we mm. have a detail. I've, I've typed the, um, the contacts on, on the chat for Telegram there. Um, you can al always copy them and, and, and make contact with it. But we've run out of time, and we thank you so much for joining us. I wish we had a lot more time to, to continue this topic. Um, maybe we can do another take of this 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 topic in the nearer future. Seeing, seeing that um, a lot of people are very interested in it because we are affected. You know, like you said, Sushemi, um, all of us are going through certain levels of depression. Uh, we just need to recognize what level we are on, 
and we yes. just need to see how we can help each other, support each other when we're going through that. So thank you, thank you. And this is NMP Talk Show. We have it on, on Mondays at half past six. Um, the recording of this show will also be on our YouTube channel. Um, our YouTube channel is um, Getting Form 2. With it, it's T double O, Getting Form 2. And we also be broadcasting on Spotify. Uh, we also have Apple uh, Podcast that will also be sharing this. So thank you so much for joining, and we hope you have a good night's sleep after this conversation. Uh, your hearts are warmed, you settled nicely, uh, you're able to open up, and uh, look forward to a brand new day tomorrow. Today has finished. Tomorrow there are new possibilities, so enjoy them. Thank you. As we sign out. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>